Now we move to another point. The hands came, the term hand came in the singular, also came in the dual, and also came in the idina plural. And that we know that Ahlul Sunnah are on the creed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has both hands, has two hands. And therefore we need a reconciliation between these textual proofs. The saying of Allah in Surah Sa'd 38-75 مَا مَنَعَكَ أَن تَسْجُدَ لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيْ This is the dual. We still have uh, a lag apparently in the text. Oh, Iblis. Devil, what prevents you from prostrating yourself to one whom I have created with both my hands? Both my hands, this is the dual. Now, <coughs> the singular in Surah Al-Mulk, verse 1. Surah Al-Mulk, verse 1. قال الله تعالى تبارك الذي بيده 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 الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير سورة الملك 67 verse 1 67 verse 1 blessed is he in whose hand whose hand is the dominion and he is able to do all things and in the plural this verse of Surah Yasin, our verse in Surah Yasin here, we are discussing verse 71. Mimma amilat aydina aydina an'aman. Of what our hands have created. The reconciliation and all praise is due to Allah is easy. The reconciliation, walhamdulillah, is easy. This is what the people of knowledge had asserted. Because, number one, there is no fault in terms of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his words are not contradictory. So, the first response is adjoining singular form, the adjoining of the singular form comprises or is comprehensive because it is for umum, generality generalization and comprehensiveness and therefore adjoining singular form consists of everything that is affirmed for Allah 
المفرد المضاف يشمل لأنه للعموم The adjoining adjoining singular form consists of everything that is affirmed to Allah including the hand if it is more than one and therefore there is no opposition between the hand in the singular and in the hand coming in the dual because adjoining the singular form consists of everything that is affirmed for Allah take an example in Surah Ibrahim in Surah Ibrahim chapter 14 verse 34 Yet he said, Ni'matullah, Ni'ma. Ni'ma of Allah is singular. The favor of Allah is singular. Ni'ma, Ni'matullah. Wahida. Lakinna al-mufrad al-mudaf. And if you count the Ni'ma of Allah, nobody will be able to count them. Yet it is Ni'ma. It is mentioned in the singular. Adjoined singular. So the adjoined singular is comprehensive. Affirming all that is affirmed for the singular, even it is more than the singular. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you will not be able to count them, although it is what? Ni'mah and the singular. But it covers <coughs> all. Is this clear? Is this clear? Since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you are not able to count, this it tells you it's not just uh, one ni'mah, it covers. It covers all the other ni'am. Ni'am azim, it's of great ni'mah, great ni'am, great favors. So here back therefore to the verse in Surah Al-Mulk بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْك In his hand is the dominion. The hand is singular. A joint singular. بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْك And the adjoint singular denotes comprehensiveness. The example, another example. If someone says to his wife, if he says, my wife is divorced and he is married to four. Look at this. If he says, my wife is divorced and he is married to four then all of his wives will be divorced unless he intends that it means one of them. Then all of his wives are divorced unless he intends that it is directed to one of them. And if a master has more than one slave, and he says, my slave is free, then all of them will be free, unless he intends one. And if a person says, my house is an endowment, and he has many houses, all of them will be endowed 
unless he intends one. So, the adjoined singular is comprehensive. So, in this case, the adjoined singular form consists of everything that is affirmed for Allah. So now, there is no opposition between the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned one hand in the singular and mentioned the dual. Is this clear? Is this clear now? Clear? We have a lag. Is this clear? Ah, uh, clear, mashallah, طيب. But there was, uh, there was a, uh, a, a lag, طيب. Now remains, how can we reconcile the dual with the plural? How can we reconcile the dual, both my hands and the dual, our hands? Then we either take One of the following ways of reconciliation. The first phase. Many linguistics, the Arabic linguistics, say that the least of the plural is two, or two is the least plural. أقل الجمع إثنان and this is also textually stated as linguistically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah التحريم in surah التحريم Sixty-six, verse four. If you two, wives of the Prophet ﷺ, namely Aisha and Hafsa, turn a repentance to Allah, then your hearts are indeed so inclined. So you have in this in this wording you have what two and your hearts. So the plural your hearts intends how many hearts? Two hearts or three or more? In this, the plural hearts intends two hearts or more? Question. Waiting for the answer, inshallah. It, it, it refers to, indicates two, right? It refers to the dual. If you two 
right? Clear? Because they are two and they don't have more than two hearts, right? But the it came in the plural. Clear? Fine. <coughs> Clear? MashaAllah. Tayyip. Alhamdulillah. Also, in the saying of Allah in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 11. فَإِنْ كَانَ لَهُ إِخْوَةٌ فَلِأُمِّهِ السُّدُسِ فَإِنْ كَانَ لَهُ إِخْوَةٌ فَلِأُمِّهِ السُّدُسِ Ikhwa It's plural Ikhwa Brothers If there are only daughters Two or more Their share is Two thirds of inheritance If only one His share is half The mother The sudus The one six Can we have the other Continue please Let's have the uh, Point of evidence If the deceased left brothers or sisters, the mother has a sixth of the distribution, her share. If he left, what? Brothers or sisters. Yet we know that the mother is Deprived from the one third and goes to the one sixth by two brothers. So the least of the plural is how much? The least of the plural is how much, therefore? The least is in accordance with this. Is two. Also, we know from leg- legally, we know that the person is commanded to make Salat al Jama'ah, the congregational prayer, and if two pray, they become a Jama'ah, a congregation. And this is a legal congregation, and they yet are how many? They are what? How many they are? They are. Two. So therefore, if, in accordance with this opinion, therefore, if the least plural is two, then there is no contradiction. And therefore, our hands in the statement here in Surah Yasin, does not indicate more than two. Meaning it does not necessitate that it denotes more than two. And therefore in this case, we will have full agreement with the other verse in Surah al Ma'idah forty six five forty six Belyadahu Mapsutatan and there is no problem. 
Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 64 I'm sorry 64 64, 64, sorry Surah 64 Nay, both hands are widely unstretched Accordingly, therefore, regarding our verse here we are discussing in Surah Yasin, the saying of Allah, مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا أَنْعَامًا In our verse 71, of what our hands have created, it is as it is as if مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ يَدَانَا أَنْعَامًا It is as if of what our both hands have created because the donation, the what's denoted is one in accordance with this approach that the least of the plural is two. You agree? Would you have a problem then? Inshallah there is no problem here. Clear. نعم The other approach is and this is the approach of most of the linguistics is that the least the least that three rather three is the least of plural three instead of two is the least of plural. أن أقل الجمع ثلاثة. However, the plurality here is not intended in actuality. Rather, what is intended is the glorification and magnification. المراد التعظيم. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Hijr, chapter 15, verse 9, So the plurality here, goes for magnification and glorification. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ Verily we, it is we who have sent down the dhikr, the Qur'an. نَحْنُ, we, and what? Sent, we have sent down. We, and we have sent down. Look, we, and we have sent down. نَحْنُ and Nazalna, we have sent down. These are Nazalna and we are plural nouns or pronouns, but what is intended is magnification. Therefore, in this case, the Aidina in the verse of Yasin with our hands refer to. Magnification. So every pronoun which Allah added to Himself, like na, na, nazalna, this is for magnification. Not intended, plurality is not intended. Now, you are, now is the is the situation alhamdulillah clear? Now the reconciliation between the singular, the dual, and the plural is clear. 
وتبادل استودروا ما شاء الله الحمد لله <coughs> اللهم لك الحمد طيب now if someone asks the question why don't you say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses many hands the answer is this is not supported by the meaning because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised himself by giving and from his bounties and favors and did not mention except two hands had there been more than two he would have mentioned them because they would be more profound in praise fitting the giving and generosity they would be fitting more but when he said both his hands are outstretched and the verse in Surah Al-Ma'idah 564 early we went over Ulima it became known then that he subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have more than two hands this is like the saying of Allah in another example in Surah Al-Zumar in Surah Al-Zumar 39-67 وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتُ مَطْوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ They made not a just estimate of Allah such as is due to him والأرض جميعا قبضته and on the day of resurrection the whole of the earth will be grasped grasped by his hand so here he affirms the grasping by his hand then he said والسماوات مطويات بيمينه and the heavens will be rolled up in his right hand So the other hand and in the hadith يطوي السماء بيمينه Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rolls the heavens with his right hand or by his right hand and in other textual proofs from the sunnah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirms both hands and وَأَنَّ إِحْدَى يَدَيْهِ يَمِينَ and one of his right وَكِلْتَى يَدَيْهِ يَمِينَ and both of his hands are right
here remains another reconciliation. The Prophet said, In one hadith, وَكِلْتَ يَدَيْهِ يَمِينَ And both his hands are right. Then how can we reconcile this with the other narration which came that Allah rolled the earth, the seven earths, then he grasps them by his left Bishimalihi And in another narration With his other hand As in Sunan Abi Dawood The hand, the left hand Came in Sahih Muslim And both right hands also are authentic in Sahih Muslim. And in other than that. So how this is reconciled? Kilta yadayhi yameen, both his hands are right. And this narration where it's specified as one is left. This word left, there is difference of opinion now, concerning the affirmation whether the word Bishimalihi with his left is affirmed. Some affirmed it and some denied and considered that this word Bishimalihi with his left hand is irregular is irregular Only reported by Amr bin Hamza bin Abdullah bin Amr ibn al-Khattab from the way of Salim, from the way of Ibn Umar. And Umar bin Hamza is weak. And the same hadith reported, the same narration with Bukhari from the way of Ubaidullah from Nafi' from Ibn Umar. And also another narration from Muslim without the shimal, without the left hand being mentioned. So this is one point, that there is weakness regarding the narration in Sahih Muslim concerning the word with his left hand that the narration is irregular also we know that from the hadith in Bukhari in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the righteous and the just will be on pulpits of light on the right of the most beneficent and both his hands are right and this necessitates as our Shaykh Rahimahullah mentioned that there is no right and no left since both are right However, if the word left which is in Muslim 
if it is preserved and not irregular, then it does not oppose both are right. Because the meaning of, quote, the other hand is unlike the left hand with respect to the created where the left hand with respect to the created is deficient when it is compared to the right hand and that's why he said both are right meaning there is no defect in them And so, since some may conclude that affirming the left would mean deficiency in this hand as to the other one, the Prophet ﷺ said both are right. And therefore, we conclude that both his hands subhanahu wa ta'ala his hands are two without any doubt and each is unlike the other and if we describe the other by the left if we preserve this word in the narration then this does not mean that it is deficient as compared to the right but both are right hands And accordingly, if it is affirmed and it's not irregular, then we believe in it. And if it is not affirmed, then we say both are right hands. Now back to the earlier point. And the question which began with why don't you say that Allah's hands are many? And now the conclusion, therefore, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have except two hands, only two hands. This is also the same regarding the attribute of the eye. The eye came in the plural and came in the singular. In Surah Taha 20, 39. وَلِتُصْنَعَ عَلَىٰ عَيْنِي In the singular. In order that you may be brought up under my eye. And in Surah Al-Qamar 54, Verse 14, it came in the plural. Tajri bi'a'yunina. Tajri bi'a'yunina. Floating under our eyes. Our eyes. So, as we answered earlier, the adjoined singular is complete 
Fill the blanks, please. The adjoint singular under my eye, the adjoint singular is, is what? Complete, please. Is comprehensive. The adjoint singular consists of all that which Allah has sent for himself. So, it covers our eyes, right? Or, we say through the other angle that بِأَعْيُنِنَا is for magnification, isn't it? Isn't it? Our eyes with the pronoun na na our eyes for for magnification or that two is the least plural isn't it or two is the least plural isn't it clear so you can answer the same with respect to these two with respect to this matter concerning the attributes of the eye And therefore, there is no more than two eyes to Allah that best fits him. Also, we have a proof from the sunnah. We have a proof from the sunnah. In the hadith of the false Christ, the pseudo-Christ. When the Prophet ﷺ spoke about him, and spoke about his deceptions, he said, إِنَّهُ أَعْوَرُ الْعَيْنِ And in the narration, إِنَّهُ أَعْوَرُ الْعَيْنِ الْيُمْنَى He is blind in his right eye, وَإِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَيْسَ بِأَعْوَرُ And your Lord is not blind eye. is not So this hadith clearly is a clear indication that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have more than two eyes. The hadith is explicit. where he said concerning the Dajjal blind in his right eye he didn't say A'war he didn't say blind only There is another narration which Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah reported in his book Mukhtasar al-Sawa'iq al-Mursala إِذَا قَامَ أَحَدُكُمْ يُصَلِّي فَإِنَّهُ بَيْنَ عَيْنَيِّ الرَّحْمَانِ If anyone of you stands up to make salah then he is before the عَيْنَيِّ both eyes of the most magnificent but this hadith is weak and what is affirmed from the hadith of the Ad-Dajjal is sufficient 
Now, question. Did any of the Muslims oppose the meaning that the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is real and true? The answer is yes. The Asharites and others from the people of denial and negation opposed affirming the true and real attribute of the hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they said لَيْسَ لِلَّهِ يَدٌ حَقِيقِيَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have a real and true hand and they said anyone who affirms a real and true hand to Allah then he had likened Allah to his creation and therefore he is a kafir and they said that the true hand it is haram to affirm it to Allah because if we affirm it to Allah then we will affirm that Allah is a corporal body jism and then we will affirm for him that he has portions and parts and this is haram and you have heard these things and you have seen them even in our room people come and talk about it and they say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states فَلَا تَضْرِبُوا لِلَّهِ الْأَمْثَالِ in Surah uh, Nahl 16.74 and they cite this verse فَلَا تَضْرِبُوا لِلَّهِ الْأَمْثَالِ and don't set up parables to Allah and they say that if we affirm the hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we had set similitudes to Allah. And they say that if we affirm this to Allah, then we will be belying what is necessitated in Surah al-Shura 42.11 لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ There is nothing like unto Allah, and He is the all-hearer, all-seer. And if we do so, therefore, we will set a co-equal with Allah. Then they concluded the following, that what is intended by the hand is a ni'mah, and also al-quwa, power. Or, or capability rather Al-Qudra The answer The answer to this uh, To this shubha The answer to this shubha The answer to this Misconception is Number one your claim that affirming the hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala necessitates setting up parables and representation, this is futile. Futile, as stated in the Quran, because Allah said, Laysa kamithlihi shay, there is nothing like unto him. And he, Allah, is the one who said, Bal yadahu both his hands are stretched. And now if you say that affirming the hands necessitates resemblance, then this would also necessitate that the Quran, the Quran belies its parts, belies other parts. And we know that you can't say that. So this is from this anger refuted. Secondly, there is nothing that necessitates that affirming 
the hand to Allah makes it resemble the hand of the created and we know that you affirm an essence to Allah and you also go with the saying that affirming the essence necessitates affirming an essence similar to the essence of the created so we tell you the same thing applies to the attributes since you say that the essences cannot be the same similarly the attributes cannot be the same and if we the created have hands and elephants have hands and monkeys have hands then this does not necessitate resemblance and likeness between us between our hands and the hands of these animals and therefore this brings the conclusion that affirming what Allah affirmed to himself from the attributes of the hands does not necessitate resemblance to the created by all means in the same argument in line with the same argument that affirming a hand for man does not necessitate that it is similar to the hand of the elephant the conclusion is it's not necessarily that when two things are in agreement in the name that they agree in the reality of what is denoted by the name and what it stands for according now we conclude that affirming the hand does not necessitate resemblance and therefore their claim is futile by textual proofs by intellectual proofs and by perception physical perception by textual proofs we know that Allah affirmed to himself the hands in the Quran and at the same time he negated likeness or resemblance or, re or representation to anything this is by way of textual proof by way of sharia second by way of intellect since they affirmed to Allah an essence does not, that does not resemble the essences of the created then it is binding upon them to affirm the attributes of Allah and that these attributes do not resemble the attributes of the created and also by physical perception in the same manner that they affirm for themselves a hand, a true hand and to the elephant's hands and there is no resemblance then this is a clear physical evidence as to their claim that what is intended by the hands is the capability, the ability or the ni'mah, the favor, the bounty this is negated by the text this is negated and refuted by the texts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Iblis tells the devil Iblis Shaitan in Surah Sa'd verse 75 in 3875 Allah said to him made you not prostrate to that which I have to one whom I have created with both my hands and if we look at this carefully here if we then say that the hand means the power or capability then in this case what? Iblis the devil will have no plea no proof against us I'm sorry there will be no proof against Iblis there will be no proof against Iblis established why? because Iblis is also created by the power Bil-Qudra in accordance with this statement 
But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning this to him ihtijajan alayh as a establishing the matter against him. And therefore, if it is as such, then this indicates that the yad laysat hiya al-qudra, that the hand is not the, the capability. Another thing, here the hand came in the dual, both my hands. And if we interpret the hand to mean the ability or the capability, then the ability of Allah will be dual, qudratain. With both my abilities, with both my capabilities. And this is incorrect. But the ability of Allah is one comprehensive meaning for everything. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al Shura 42:11, Wahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. Wahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. And therefore, this, and He is all capable to do everything subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore this also proves uh, 42.9 I'm sorry sorry 42.9 42.9 and this proves also the futility of their argument that the hand means the qudra or ni'mah ability or favor Another thing, since the Salaf rahimahumullah are in agreement that what is intended by the hand is the true and real hand that fits Allah's majesty and particular to him and unique to him, then in this way they are in opposition to the path of the Salaf and therefore their arguments cannot stand to have a, uh, to be a reference. As to their saying on the other hand, that affirming the hand necessitates division of the Creator into portions and parts, then the response will be as follows. We cannot say anything regarding any of Allah's attributes that they are portions or parts, because the part is that which is Possible to be separable from the whole. Listen. And the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, lazimatun azaliyatun abadiyya, are eternally, eternal and inseparable. So his hand subhanahu wa ta'ala is eternal and inseparable. Similarly, his face, his eyes, and his eye. Are all the attributes. Of the. Those uh, related attributes to us. Those. Informed attributes. The face. The hand. The eyes. It's impossible that. They are divided into portions and parts. And this is known even by intellect. So. Do not. Make something binding upon us where we don't even attest to. At the end of this discussion, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this effort from us. May Allah the Most High cast any misconceptions away regarding these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide those who are misguided to the truth. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the efforts of our Shaykh rahimahullah and the scholars of Islam who are on the way of the Salaf in their efforts to clarify and spreading spread the truth regarding this great matter of singling Allah alone in his unique names and attributes and make us from those who magnify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he is pleased with and not to take these matters as only as taken by some for argumentation because this is forbidden had it not been for these deviant thoughts then there would have been no need to go into length about these matters sufficient to us what the Salaf had the early Muslims in their creed and sufficient to us is that this is what Allah stated in the Quran and what is affirmed by his prophets and messengers and what is affirmed even by the natural inclination, by the fitrah. But since the people of deviation are built their creed on these matters, then it's therefore important to understand and also have the ability to correct and refute when this is needed. So we should make our intentions indeed in line with this objective, not to make these matters, these great matters, a subject for argumentation and disputes. And this, on the other hand, does not mean that we it's silent if people of deviation want to spread such misconceptions as we have heard concerning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes. No, we have to propagate the truth and specify, and this is a very important matter that I would like to relate to you, specify always that this was the way of the companions, Abu Bakr and Umar. And this is the consensus of them and the Salaf afterwards. Sufficient for us is this. And when we talk to common people, if they raise these misconceptions in front of them, we tell them, which one do you want to choose? The way of Abu Bakr and Umar, or the way of the philosophical and all scholastic theologians? By Allah, the common Muslim would only choose the way of Abu Bakr and Umar. And this is the way and methodology of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah in many of his books when he wants to assert these matters. He begins by telling the creed of Ahl-Sunnah, the Sahaba. And he says, this is what the Sahaba are upon. So that when the reader reads, Alhamdulillah, such that when he comes to refuting these concepts, the reader will be set on solid ground that I am with Shaykh al-Islam because Shaykh al-Islam is on the way of the companions in asserting these things. Alhamdulillah, he put him on the right track. And that's what we want to relate to the people, that this is the creed of the companions. They never resorted to these scholastic theologians or scholastic theology, which didn't exist except later around the 4th century after Hijra with the beginning of translation of the books of the Greeks and the 
philosophers east and west وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين